Welcome to the Legacy Speaker Show. I'm your host, Jasmine Haley, and today's guest is Jessica Rodriguez. Now, listen, Jessica has a special place in my heart since 2017, and this woman has been my coach, okay? And she has helped me build multiple businesses now, right? This is my second business. And I had to have her on here because I know that as speakers, we're often looking at other ways that we can build recurring income. And Jessica is the CEO of Freedom Driven Success. And if you don't understand just from that term what she's all about, let me tell you some more. What she helps us do is she helps us scale our businesses from that one-to-one to actually servicing more people without burning ourselves out. And we don't want that. So today's topic today is really to look at how can we leverage our IP and content, what we share from the stage, really be able to create an impactful, transformative, evergreen course that doesn't require you to be there. But also if you happen to have some collecting some dust bunnies in your closet somewhere, how can we actually get those out and use that towards what you're building? So welcome to the show, Jessica. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I'm excited to talk to you. And because I know what you're creating with speakers, it just goes so hand in hand as far as different ways to monetize once they're off the stage. Yes, absolutely. So I kind of want to go into a little bit of your story of how you've kind of gotten to this realm of courses and how you've been able to leverage that. Because I think what's really amazing and inspiring about your journey is I've taken your courses. I've taken multiple of your courses and they're all phenomenal and they all cater to different learning styles and they help me take action. And that hasn't always been the case. So I would love to know like personally your journey of your courses, and then we can get into the nitty gritty of why most people are listening. So for me, I have been in the online space for now 10 years, which seems like very fast and very slow all at the same time. And just like I'm sure many listening, I was hitting a point where, look, I know how to book clients. I know how to serve them. I know how to do that. What I don't know how to do is to have a calendar that isn't full all the time. I don't know how to actually be able to live the life that I've created and the, you know, the finances that go into it and all of that. I don't know how to actually live that life because I'm always either on calls to work with clients or on calls in order to get new clients. Right. So it was like this constant, uh, like this constant roller coaster for me. And I started making a decision of, look, we all know that you get to a point where nothing changes unless you do. And I started looking, I say, you know, there's nothing wrong with working with clients, right? Like I still work with clients. However, there is a big difference between want to and have to. So in that case, if I still wanted to work with clients and now make that select at a higher ticket, then what could I bring in my business that can still create revenue regardless of if I'm there. Um, And that is where I started going down the path of courses, mostly because that's what I was seeing out there. And I had consumed courses and some of them loved, a lot of them, not so much, right? But I would go through them and go, okay, so if I am paying attention to what my clients have been saying, what I'm hearing behind the scenes and taking those notes, then also taking notes on what I'm seeing as like experiencing courses and what I really enjoy. What if I start merging them together 
and start to create a course for myself and see how that starts to take off. And the reality is my first course launch, massive flop. Like I was just trying to follow, you know, like this, the set rules that we had. And I was like, but I have this great product on the back end. Like I did so much work as far as creating that, but it doesn't matter if nobody has it, right? Like it doesn't matter if no one's experienced, just like you could have an amazing speech and if nobody's ever heard it, they're not going to be transformed by it. So I started to really look at business as a whole and marketing and how that relates to courses. And it really did change. And I know we'll talk about this um, more the way that I not only approach my business, but the way I just saw business in the whole landscape that we're dealing with. So I was able to now see a course as something that, look, I can leverage this so I can show up. I can give my best, my biggest energy. I can create an unforgettable experience that makes people want to take action. And I can do that on the days I feel really, really good. And then I can automate the marketing and certain pieces. And I love marketing. So it's not like from a place of just trying to push it off. I can automate those things so that, hey, there are consistent sales coming in on the days that I don't want to show up, right? Or I don't feel like it, or I just want to enjoy life or go away on vacation without my laptop. Yes, yes. I remember speaking to a speaker that I highly, highly respected. And mm -hmm. they stated to me how, it would be just wonderful if I can enjoy my family on the weekends. Yeah. And I'm like, that's real. That is real, right? So not only do we need to get to a place as speakers within our own business to delegate, get help, hire the right type of people, but also think about how can we maximize ourselves so that we have that cushion. Like we didn't get into business to be constantly working all of the time and we can never take a break. We're so scared to take a break mm -hmm. that it gets to a point where we're fearful that our entire business will fall. And maybe it will for some of us if we haven't taken that time to yeah. actually create the structure that supports that. So I love that you mentioned that. Yep. And that's what I think is the difference too between now thinking and vision thinking. So when you get into that now thinking mindset, it's like whatever fires in front of me, whatever I need to do to make money, hurry up, whether it's, you know, book that gig, book that client, book that like, hurry up and get this right now. And it's like, okay, that will fix a now problem, but that will continue to be your now problem until you start to take steps. And we'll talk about this as far as like, you know, small things that you can do to start getting in that direction until you start to take steps that focus on the bigger vision so that, yeah, I can go out there and speak and People can now work with me after, but I don't have to worry about capacity issues. I don't have to worry about if you do want to take time off from speaking for whatever reason, like maybe you take the summer off or something like that. Now you have something else that's running and then you get back on stage. You're getting in front of an audience, right? Like you can keep repeating that for yourself and it feels a lot lighter. Absolutely. And a lot of times I see in forums all the time. I can't tell you. It's like almost, I feel like I would be a gazillionaire right now because of this particular comment. How do I get paid to speak? I just wanna get paid. I wanna make money speaking. One of those ways is leveraging your intellectual property, is leveraging your methodology, creating an evergreen course. That is one way, right? That we can build more recurring income. So I would love to know, especially for those that, and we'll get to the ones who have already made courses that were like me and made it first before actually testing it out. <laughs> Up there. <laughs> Unless else, we know y'all guilty. Um, 
But for those who are like in the beginning stages, like they're, they're looking to, they, they haven't quite started with a course. What are like one or two things that they could actually do to get themselves prepped for gathering their content in this, in this way? Mm -hmm. So the great thing that actually puts you way ahead is if you're a speaker, you already have a framework behind you. And I know if they've worked with you, like there is already something that, you know, sells because that is what is getting you on stage. Mm -hmm. So based on your topic, it's already saying what the market is looking for, because if they weren't looking for it, you wouldn't be out there looking to speak on it. So number one, you're already in that prime position where the market has told you what they want from you. Great. Now, how can you expand on that further? So this could be depending on your, your business and your structure, for some people, it could be taking one piece of their overall framework and turning that into more of a mini course that people can go through that can have more of a passive element just because of the price point, right? Like, so you can have them in where maybe for somebody else, they may want to like really create a sizable income stream off their speaking. And maybe they are turning their full framework into an experience, but either way, they already know the expertise is there and the need is there from the audience, which is the number one thing you want. Mm -hmm. And also anyone that is looking to have you speak, they are looking at your audience, right? Like they want to make sure you're going to share the event and get it out there with people. Mm -hmm. So that means you already have people in front of you as well to offer this to. Now you don't need thousands or, you know, I would say like the size of your entire state. If you're in the U S like <laughs> you don't need that many people, but if you have, you know, based on just how you've been networking already, if you have people right in front of you, you can reach out and say, look, I've been speaking on X topic for a year, two years, you know, working on this. Uh, I know I can deliver a transformation through the stage. If not, <clears throat> Jasmine. So I know I can do that. Right. So now I want to expand it further. I am creating this course. And do you or know somebody that would be interested in this? I'm going to kick off a beta round, which means like, you know, your tester round. I'm going to kick it off X date. Here's the payment. Here's exactly what, you know, it would cost for you to do it. Here's the transformation that you can expect. And if I get at least five people, 10 people, you get to set that for yourself. We'll do it. Mm -hmm. So it allows you to take these small steps to get in that direction with content you already know is proven and with something the market's already saying they want from you with who is in front of you. Later, you can go, and this is more on the evergreen side where yes, you are going to need to build your audience so that there's more people to buy. But for right now, how can you prosper right where you're planted? Cause you actually have all of the pieces. It's just a matter of saying, Oh, I can now record some of this. I can expand on some topics because speaking, it had to be a little bit shorter, right? To fit in the timelines. Well, now I can expand on it more have worksheets or audios, you know, different things like that, where people can go through that maybe couldn't attend something I was speaking at or couldn't travel or just dates didn't align. Now they have access to this information. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And it's, it's a powerful place to be in, especially when you know that you're serving your community in a way that you, in a way in which, you know, they desire. I think the hardest lesson for me was not following what Jessica took, <laughs> like going against the grain. Cause sometimes I'm not a good client. Sometimes I'm like, well, I'll think about that later, but <laughs> let me do this. Yes. Like, especially in uh, clients to courses, which is Jessica's signature program. Like it really helps to break down. Like 
Here's a way that you can pre-sell it. This is a way in which you could launch and get ready for act, your actual co course. And I've in the past would create it and have this idea without really finding out what the needs were of, of my clients. And then I wind up spending all this time, this energy, not co-creating an experience like you mentioned in a, in a beta yeah. um, and, and then feeling defeated. And we already know how hard, hard entrepreneurship is. The last yeah. thing you want to do is add more grief to your life mm -hmm. by not really strategically thinking about how can I show up and maximize what I do have that's also still providing value for what my community truly wants? Yes. And something to just kind of think about, because when we talk about speaking, it's like, who wouldn't want to get on the big stages, get paid, you know, good. And it's all relative, right? But like a great amount of money to be speaking and having like all of these audiences are just like, oh my God, like you're so booked out. You just, you can't even keep up with the demand. That sounds ideal, right? But where do you actually have to start? Hold on. What are we actually saying? Is there, maybe there's some opportunities locally where there's 20 people in the audience. Like really, you don't think 20 people deserve a transformation? No, no, let's start there. You can get paid, you know, right there. Then you build your experience, you start making connections, right? Then you get on bigger stages and you keep growing. And now your following's growing, your audience is growing. But originally you had to start at the beginning, right? And like, hold on, I have to do these steps, even though I really would, you know, like hop right over to step 86. Same thing with a course. So when we go through clients to courses, it's first getting down to, okay, what do you want a course to do for you? Because not everybody wants it to be six, seven figures. Or if you do, guess what? You're going to approach it differently than someone who, you know what? I'm okay if I just kind of make some sales throughout the month. So really getting clear on that goal and then your marketing efforts. So you getting out there now and nurturing the audience that you have, because we don't want to say, Hey, like more people is the answer. If you're not honoring who's in front of you now, or even talking to them. Yes. So selling to them, or not, sorry, not selling to them right now is not going to make it now easier to sell to more people, right? Like we need to offer that to who's in front of us now. And that's why it's so strategic with that, because then you can go into pre-selling, which is essentially offering it to your audience based on an outline. I love a good Google doc. Here's exactly what I'm thinking. Here's when we're going to start. You're going to be the first to get it. Who doesn't like being the first to get in stuff, right? So like you're the first to get in. You're going to get a special rate or a special bonus for being able to come in first. By the end of that, you're able to see, do I like this? It's like your first speaking gig. Like you go through and you're like, how did you like it? How was the cadence, right? Like you're kind of reviewing and making sure, is everything good? Okay, great. What can I refine? Now I can go to bigger stages with it. That's where we go into a live launch of a course so mm -hmm. that, yeah, let's get on our bigger stage in the online space, have more sales coming in, but you're not questioning, does this get a result? Do they enjoy the journey? Because you've already refined yeah. that in the first one. Then you take all of that. So everything that you've wrote in emails and different things like that, now we can automate it. And just like the high paying stages, that's like the good spot, right? Where you're like, oh, all my work now works for me. People are coming to me versus me always having to pitch. It starts shifting the same thing with a course. So when you want evergreen and consistent sales, it's like, oh, absolutely. You can get there. We're going to take one step at a time. We're going to make it strategic. So you're not wasting time, money, energy. Then by the time we get over to evergreen, it's like, I already have all the assets. It's already proven. I have this. 
Now it's just a matter of putting it into systems, automated systems to get that going. And you're used to nurturing people already who are showing up in your audience. So now building a bigger audience to get more sales in is a lot easier at that point versus I don't normally show up at all. So how am I going to get people over? Yeah, I really love how you broke that down, especially in the sense of what a speaker is really considering on, on how we're even building our own careers as a speaker. I think it's so important to hear that because we need to have patience. We have to have patience. Like at the end of the day, yes, we want to make an impact. We definitely want to get paid for our services and be able to build income. But we also want to create transformation for the people that are enjoying what we're doing. So not only do we need to make our courses accessible, um, and what I'm referencing is making sure that anyone that may have any um, any accommodations that may have to happen for learning, we are addressing that, whether that's providing audio lessons, video, transcriptions, all of that, right? Word captions, whatever, right? Whatever the case may be, all of those things are offered to them. And we have to slow down in that process to even figure out, can this create transformation? Because mm -hmm. no one who's started off with a product or service is still possibly giving it the same way unless they stir crazy because- Never. <laughs> we've got to evolve, the same. right? <laughs> we have to evolve. We've got to make those changes. Yep. It, 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 we can't expect for it to be directly where we need it to be. I'm always consistently asking for feedback, even as a speaker. I yep. still want to hear what people think. I want to hear what they're connected with. When I host events, I've done many of them, but I still want to know how can I make it better? And mm -hmm. that's how we need to view our journey. It doesn't have to end, like you said, at step uh, 87 yep. immediately, as soon as you start looking at leveraging your content in this way as a speaker. Yes. And you start learning exactly what things people are connecting actually need and what things it's like, oh, I put it in there because I thought I needed it. Um, but actually, that's not what they're connecting to. So you can only learn that by having people go through it. Same thing with the stage. Like I say something, I crack a joke because that's just the way I talk. And like, if it doesn't land, I'm like, we gonna go ahead and take that out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was cute. Got it. Okay. Or if it's a story and you know you only have so much time, you're like, okay, so not that, 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 that this, right? Like, yes. of it. So you learn the same way with your course, which only happens through experience, right? So there is that tendency to come in of like, okay, as long as I know it's going to work and everything's right, I'll go out there. Like the perfectionism. I'm like, you have no idea to know it's right until you put it out there, right? So you're, it's the wrong order that's happening here, which is if you are truly valuing people, which I know you have that community so we can have this conversation. If you're truly valuing people, asking for their feedback and willing to take that as like, okay, this just means I can learn, I can get better, I can continue to grow, that's all you need. Like you don't have to have it right out the bat. You don't have to be perfect, but you do have a, a willingness about you to say, okay, I can always improve once I know something. This goes with learning styles. That was something for me. It was like, I didn't know when I first created a course, I didn't do captions, transcripts, none of that because mm -hmm. I just, I didn't know. And then as I started learning, it was like, this is important. I know now, now it's not negotiable, right? So you start adding those in. Yes. So for those who have courses that are collecting dust bunnies, what yeah. word of advice would you give for them to either resurrect them 
Some of y'all need to just let them rest in peace. But <laughs> what is it on Shark Tank? I shouldn't say that. Where it's like taking it into the back of the yard or something. I don't even know. You gotta, you gotta tell me. You gotta send me the re reference later. <laughs> I don't know. We'll make use that for another time. Um, but yeah, if some of them needs to be rested in peace, you know, forever. But for for some of us, we may need to awaken them. Mm -hmm. because it makes sense to use them. What advice would you give for them? Yes. So the first thing I would do, because there could be a lot of different reasons why that happened. So number one, like promotion is not passive. So have you general or genuinely promoted it, right? Are you sharing it or is it on your website? And you're like, people will totally find it. No. Are you talking, telling people about it? Um, another thing could be is that they didn't properly validate it. So this is where we talked about creating it before you sold it, which was my first launch. I did that. I still have the program. It's a nice little reminder of, you know, the little course that did not. So it's right there um, because I created what I thought my audience wanted. And to be honest, it was like me solving my previous problem is what I did. And I'm like, oh yeah, everyone needs this. Everyone's burnt out. We all need to unburn out together. And it was like, you got to check with your audience. So if you have a course, how do you go back? Number one is not to think of it going back because you will get wrapped in your head of like, oh, well, then that's wasted time, money, energy. Well, you're wasting all of it by keeping it sitting there, by not making yeah. anything. So instead, what I would love to have you do is go do proper market research with the audience you have right now. Do not go build that audience bigger. That's not the answer to sell a course that isn't selling. Instead, ask them, what it is that they are looking to achieve in relation to the work that you do, because we don't want this super vague, um, what they've been trying, what that experience has been like, what's their ideal solution in order to get from point A where they are now to point B where you serve them. And this is a minimum of 15 responses. If you can't get 15, sounds brutal, but try harder. Like literally reach out and ask people because you have to get enough. You can't just judge it on two people's opinion. Right. So you want to get enough of that. Then just humble yourself enough to mm -hmm. print this out. And I say that because it's hard for all of us yes. to like, look at things. You're like, I talked about that or that's in my course. Like, right. This isn't the time for that. Let's just look at it. Mm -hmm. um, and then put it against your course. Okay, so this starts to see, number one, are you serving the most pressing need of your audience? So out of everything that you do on there, what people keep asking for over and over again, are you giving that to them in this course? What yeah. I found from the first course I put out, which was, I think it was like eight or nine modules, what they actually wanted was literally module one. They wanted to know how I built a business in an hour a day the first year in business. And I was like, that's just like the first thing, like time management and like, you know, ROI type activities. That's all they wanted. So I just took that piece and that was the first successful course because I went back and actually heard from them. So it may be that maybe it's a piece of your course that's actually the hook for them um, that they're looking for. Or you could see that and go, oh, I need to shift up the messaging they don't realize that all of that is in here because you may be focusing on something different on your sales page. So this is how you start to see that. Or if you see they're asking for, you know, one thing and your course is completely different, this is the part where rest in peace. It was a beautiful journey. Like mm -hmm. maybe you can make that a bonus sometime for something. Sometimes you just got to let it go. Like it's right. not the thing. We can't make fetch happen. So in that case, you've got to let it go. Um, 
And that's what is going to tell you. That also makes it that those filling out the market research, those are great people to go back to and say, hey, I restructured this based on your feedback. I'd love to give you some kind of, you know, incentive or, you know, something like that. Very similar to pre-selling. You're kind of just doing it again yeah. with the pre-sell that way. And then you can move forward with your course. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Man, those were fire, fire recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Um, and it is what we all need to be strengthening as speakers. We need to be strengthening that strategic thinking because we're CEOs, we're CEOs of a company. Even if, even if you're a solopreneur, you shouldn't Absolutely. be making decisions just to be making decisions and shooting, you know, bows and arrows and not really being aimed at a target somewhere, right? Yep. And that target is to grow profitable businesses, to impact the lives of the people that we teach, but also to have a great life outside of business. Right. So I just I love that you shared that. And I hope that that helps others really strengthen more of that intuition. We all kind of have to build within us as we're building our awesome companies. All right. Please let listeners know where they can find you, because y'all, if you've been following me sometime, I've mentioned Jessica in my book, my first book. I mention her every second because of how impactful her programs have been for me. Her, she, her spreadsheets and everything that she makes are like no other, okay? <laughs> you will not have to worry about, can I figure this out? Because her programs are exceptional. So let them know how they can find out more about the programs that you offer, especially with them helping them create a course. Yes. So we do have a free training available that takes you through exactly how to shift your one-on-one -on -one offer into a profitable online course. So you can access that at freedomdrivensuccess.com forward slash class. And it's on demand. So you can take it on your time. I know time is tight. Um, and we go through everything to make sure it is profitable and strategic for you. And then alongside of that, over on the Freedom Driven Success podcast, which you are going to hear from Jasmine very soon over there, um, listen in. We are going all into how to leverage a course in your business, as well as what it really looks like to achieve freedom driven success. So the ins and outs of business and what we navigate. And then, of course, on all the socials, I am Freedom Driven Success and I'd love to connect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for being on the show. Yes, thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, y'all, listen. That was so, so good. I wish I had some of her lessons prior to me actually starting some portion of my business, but guess what? You live and you learn. And I think as speakers, when we get to a place of understanding that our impact can be on the stage, but it can be also in other different platforms. And one of those platforms could be an evergreen course, something that we could utilize and educate as many people as possible. So I highly encourage you to reach out to Jessica. And if you know that you're in a place where you want to refine your presentation skills, you want to work on your signature talk, and you want to monetize your expertise through the stage, I have an amazing consulting firm that has awesome programs that can help support you to do that. And you can find out more at jasminehaley.com. Until next time, bye-bye.